The week after a loss in the game is the worst for Ohio State, but you've made it to Thursday. Uh-oh. You're back on the podcast daily. And Dr. Anthony Schlegel is in session with just the perfect juicy cure for what ails you. Schlegs, how are we feeling? Much better oh. than Saturday night, I bet. Well, let me tell you something. I mean, Saturday at about 3.45 was terrible. You know, uh, Sunday was kind of terrible. Monday was was really terrible. Tuesday, it started to get a little better, but I'm still thinking about it. When You know, Wednesday, you know, and now we're in Thursday. Okay, so I'm, you know, not necessarily over it, but it's just like, on the next the countdown clock has started. What are you doing to beat that team up north? And I, you know, honestly, I'm going to start just calling them that all the time, um, just because I'm going to do my part. And if my part's just not calling them Michigan, I'm just going to call them the team up north, and I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my part. Now, I will say, even from my time in the Woody, I don't use blue pens. Like Urban eliminated all blue pens. There's no blue pens. I don't even think the sharpie or the the highlighters were yellow. Right, because Maze yeah. Blue was out the building. I think you had like orange, you know, which is terrible because it's darker. Um, but or green, but that, that's what you had to do. So I'm just gonna do my part. I think it's now 360 days until that game happens. I don't know, uh, because I'm not that like in the weeds of it, but I'm just gonna start yeah. doing my part all the time. It has to start now, right? I mean, there's three no years doubt. in a row of this for Ohio State, and they can hold out hope. Uh, we've talked about it throughout the week. There is a path back to the college football playoff yeah, for is. Ohio State. Uh, if they get those three results, uh, you know, Oklahoma State wins, Florida State loses, uh, Georgia wins. Hey, Ohio State's right back there in the same situation they were a year ago. I wonder, Schlegs, for you, like, how much better would that make you feel, uh, if at all? And how much will that change, like, just thinking about what happened in the game? From the one that you know last year right, we got in, yeah. right? Yep. So yep. did it make you feel that much better? You know, it. You had a chance. It, it doesn't really matter because that we're always again like winning a natty is winning a natty, and, and then you had this mark on it, and it goes back to more from a player perspective. And what do you hang your hat on? And at Ohio State, we hang our hat on beating our rival, and that's that team up north, and that's how all seasons are judged. I remember in. 2004, it was not a great season. We go 3-0, and then we go 3-3, three and three, not what you want. We end up losing to Purdue later in the season, and then we beat Oklahoma State in a bowl game, but we beat that team up north at home, and they end up winning the Big Ten and going to a Rose Bowl. Like, it wasn't a great year. It was a terrible year, but it was above a terrible year, so it was somewhere up, like in the middle of that simply because we won the game. Right. You know, and then you had – in 05, you had the loss to Texas. You had the close loss to Penn State, your co-Big Ten champs. But you beat that team up north in the big house. And the offense came back and rallied, and we 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 ended up winning that game. That was really Troy's kind of coming out party for 2006. But you won the game, right? And then coaching, I remember what it felt like in 11 um, to lose that game. You wanted it so bad for the players and for Fick. You know, and that season was six and seven. You win that game, you go seven and six. Is it different? No, it's still a transition, but you won the game, you know? So, and we've had so much success against them. Uh, and, and the team is direct. I mean, there's 100% no doubt that the team up north is significantly a better football team than it has been 
-hmm. recent years. I mean, it's a good football team. They know what they do. They recruit what they do and they execute what they do. And that's where, you know, early on before the game happened, I said, it's going to come down to the quarterback position. And if you look at the quarterback position, I believe um, Kyle was 18 of 30. Okay. So a little over 50%. Um, The two picks obviously won on the last play of the game, but the one that hurt you was the one where they took it down and inside the, you know, inside the 10 for a goal line mm-hmm. defense took him to, that one hurt you, right? You lose by six. We just, and I wasn't saying that JJ McCarthy is going to be significantly better than Kyle McCord on the stat sheet. Kyle had 270 yards of passing. I think JJ had less than 150. We knew that, but he was very efficient. And that's what it came down to, right? The turnover margin in this game, though one was on the last play of the game, it's still two to nothing in favor of that team up north. And that's in this game, the rushing battle, 156 to 107, there were times, and we had some great answers, man. We were down 14-3, offense came back, answered. The field goal at the end of the, the, the second quarter, and people can, and I, I agree with other people's opinions. I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from on it. I just thought that that was the right play. People were like, well, why are you talking about, like, what does it matter that you start on the three-yard line? Guys, the game of football, situational football, backed up even getting a field goal in that circumstance is going 56 yards to be able to kick that field goal. That's like three points. Okay. And it, their kicker got one. We did it. That went into this. We talked about the special teams uh, being significant in this game. That would have got us, had some momentum because we were able to drive it 56 yards, kick a field goal, go into halftime, and you're only down by one. You know, so Field position mattered. Didn't put, you know, very well in that game. We were always having to drive 75 yards every single time to score. They they had better field position. Those are the small nuanced battles when you talk about uh, in the game of football. Running the football, turnover margin, field position. Because predicated upon where you are, the likelihood of scoring when you have better field, field position is better. It's just, it's just how the game is. So. Yeah. You know, there were a lot there. I thought Fleming had a couple of really great catches in it. Um, you know, that one drive where Kyle had was like four for four. That was a great drive by him. We had the one uh, where we rushed for more yards on that one drive than we did the entire first half. I was like, typed in my notes, here we go. Love to see that. Smouth mouth football. We're winning the line of, you know, the line of scrimmage there. You know, but that's just, but the consistency of it, you know, is something that, you have to have throughout the entire year. So, but these are all things that are going to be evaluated um, right after this. You do have to take a deep breath. You can't let emotions guide you because when you evaluate, it's very objective, very judgmental. And then there's certain criteria that have to be met. And then you have to adapt and make changes going into 24. So how, how does that work Schlegs when one game is the most important? It's the one yeah. that has the biggest evaluation. Yeah. I think over the course of the year, there were plenty of things, especially on defense. Like if you were just to say Saturday that the silver bullets weren't good enough, like, ah, I don't know if I trust Jim Knowles. That feels like an overreaction compared to the previous 11 weeks. So I, I guess I would agree with that statement. Yes. Yeah, so like what's the balance? Like how much do you put on what happened in one game, which is the ultimate small sample size, even though it's also the most important game of the year for Ohio state in, in that rivalry, like, how much of it, I, I, 
how much stock, I guess, do you put in it? How much, how will that inform the decisions? As you said, you take a break and evaluate how much of that goes to the first 11 and how much goes to the one. Well, I think what it is, is when you're in the one, you know, did what we call defensively, and let's just take defense because I know it. Yeah. Then there was the last drive and getting off the field. And if you look at that last drive, you know, you're down three. And again, I'm with you guys, man. Like, excuse me, did they, did they get the, you know, did we get the ball back? Like they scored every single time. Totally get it. It was three points, right? It was, I think there was a touchdown. Um, seven minutes off the clock. You still gave the offense the ball with 105 left. Notre Dame, it was a minute 20 left, if I'm not mistaken, right? You gave them, and here's the thing. Yeah, you didn't necessarily stop them, but you held them to a field goal. One of the best offenses in the country, one of the best rushing attacks in the country. Like, this is just good on good. They have one of the best defenses in the country. We had one of the best defenses in the country. Good on good, you know? So they, they chewed up seven minutes of the clock. And you, if you go back and you look at the touchdown when you were in man and you had a robber there that could have potentially been a pick, you mm-hmm. know, you look at the small things on fourth down where it was just a little bit of a, of a hesitation. It was a little bit of a fit. Quorum's 20-yard touchdown run, that was a fit, right? That was a, you know, do I, do I hit that and make it a phone booth tackle versus I'm a little slow and hesitant. Now it's like five by five and he runs away from me. You know, those are all like, am I going to change that defense that I called potentially for that play? I don't know because I'm not there watching the film. I'm, I don't know because I'm not there breaking down what they what they do or understanding their system. Mm-hmm. Both of those instances, it looked like there was people there to make the play and they just didn't make the play. Now that's on the execution of the athlete. And you're like, well, get rid of it. You can't, like, again, that's an evaluation process. I'm not a coach. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but we're going to evaluate those things. Now go look on that last drive. It's like, okay, do we need to bring some more pressure to really force the hand? Well, let's say you do and you give up one. Well, now you're down two scores. Completely different dynamic, right? We've mm-hmm. held them to a field goal. But th- th- this is where I would say, you know, from a coaching perspective, we talk in the weight room all the time about physical literacy, training acumen, whatever you want to call it, just understanding your body and how to train. There's also football literacy and football acumen. And third downs aren't necessarily one on third downs. They're one on second and eight. You know, and, and on a drive like that, this is the first time in a big game all year that we didn't see the defense necessarily without having to blitz or do something make that big play. We saw it in the Notre Dame game on a fourth down. We saw it in the Penn State game where it just completely fit the script in the field position. On And those were all out of base. They weren't anything spectacular. It was just guys executing the call. We really didn't have that necessarily in this game that changed the script. So, so if you look at the, the previous 11, we had those moments. And just in this one, we did it. And guys got to go make them in the game. The best players have to play their best in this game for you to win it. That's mm-hmm. that's really what it boils down to. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I don't know because I don't know what they call. But I just do know that certain instances in the game, fourth down, the fourth downs and ones are a lot more convertible if they're not fourth and one, if they're fourth and two, fourth and three, you know. Yeah. But where does that start, guys? That starts on first and second down. 
that starts on them running the ball for five yards, you know, or, or getting it back into that. And they had some really good answers. There was a fourth down. I mean, honestly, if you look at what they did, and we said this, their wide receivers were not going to be you. Consequently, their wide receivers were the ones that are talking the most trash after the game. <laughs> However, it was Loveland. It was the tight end. I mean, he yeah. had 88 yards. That was a great fourth down call. You know, you had Styles right there on the end, and we talked about the discipline of the eye control. We saw that on the touchdown um, with the safety and a robber. He was right there. That call is kind of questionable, uh, whether or not he had possession. But still, like, you're there to make the play. Tied into the flat. Is that an alignment? Should he be in a little wider? Where was his eye control? If that's him on man, boom, that's him directly to the flat. Like, those... Those are things that you look into the room and you watch and you evaluate what was called. Did they execute the call? Yes or no. Should I have changed the call? Yes or no. No, that was the right call. Then it's like, all right, then it's just on execution. And we got to coach that better, you know, and they got to, then they got to perform better. Yeah. So the ownership is on, is on both players and coaches, you know, and I'm going to go, I'm always going to go with the coach because you're never going to sit me, sit here and watch, listen to me, bad mouth players. I just don't do that because guess why? I was a former player that probably got bad mouth. And, I, and rightly so, you probably should have bad mouthed me. Okay. So that being said, I'm not going to, I'm always going to go focus on the coaches, but I also don't know what they run and what they called. So right. I can just make the judgment um, predicate upon how I see an evaluation process looking in that. And no, you can't, it, it was, it was both. I, I think it was really in this game, it was all three phases offensively we had opportunities to capitalize i think the very first series when you know Mecca dropped that ball that that moves the chains that gets you into a rhythm right kyle eventually got into a little bit of a rhythm but that that was critical right in this game every possession matter every play matters and so you got to execute you know yeah. so that's that's just how it, you know special teams not fair catching it Coming out that that chew up five seconds and lost us, you know, five to seven yards because we didn't get back to the twenty five. Just fair catch that ball. Yeah, you know those are those are all things that go into it. And I just thought Michigan played that team up north played opportunistic. Um, you know, what, what would be the other word? They were uh, just, they, 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 they were the more aggressive team. They were, I think. They, were, like, they were they were they were more aggressive and they. They executed, man. They executed yeah. in, in, in areas that we didn't. And we still, despite the shortcomings in the game, we still had the ball with a minute left to go score and win by an extra point. Yeah, that's why I think it's laughable to hear Roman Wilson suggesting that Ohio State wasn't any more tougher than the previous two years or didn't play physically. Like That, to me, is nonsense. I, I would defer to your judgment and Bobby's judgment over that over just about anybody else when it comes to the toughness part. but. I did not see Ohio State get pushed around. I did not see their players back down from a challenge. And they, they as you said, like you can't have been physically outmanned by a very good Michigan team for four quarters and then still be one possession away and maybe even one block away from Kyle McCord getting a throw to Marvin Harrison for them to win the game. Like That doesn't make any sense to me. Now, they won the game. They get to say whatever they want. But there's no way that's reality. No, it's not a reality. I mean, the physicality was there. I, listen. At the end of the day, it's the, it's the best game of college football that I've watched all year. And we had, we had more mistakes uh, in it, and we still had an opportunity to win the game at the end. You know, so I'm not, not going to sit here and say that they were, they were tougher, more physical, whatever the case may be. I just thought they, ex they, they out-executed us when it mattered. 
That's it. That's what you do. You know, so now you go back, you evaluate and you're like, okay, what are the deficiencies? What are the areas that need improvement? Uh, are there, are there coaches changes that have to, I, I, again, I don't know, but you're going to sit down and when you lose the game, um, just like, just like if you lose a big sale in your business, you're going to go back and you're going to say, why? Yeah. Like that could have really got us over the hump. That could have taken us to another level. Why did we miss it? Well, in any good business, at any good football program, when you don't have success, you got to have a hard conversation, hard self-introspection as to why you didn't win. And that's what's going to happen. And whether it's it's guys that are gone in the portal that that don't necessarily need to be here because they don't want the growth, they don't want the competitive excellence, or we need to bring some other kids in, or or how do we recruit certain kids, or how do we develop those kids from a coaching perspective? Like all those things have to be done. Uh, so that in 24, you can plant the flag and you can go. Like, that's just what it is. I don't know. 10,000 questions and comments about whether Ryan Day is capable of making those moves, making those decisions after losing three in a row, Schlegs. We know that Ryan Day is not going to be fired. Uh, as you look from the outside, have you lost, you lost understand, any confidence? Does everybody understand why he's not? I mean, like, there's a lot of things. First off, Ryan is a hell of a, I, I just go, I run this, I'll run this back, you know? So like, like, let's just take, let's just take, first off, he's not getting fired. Why? Gene's leaving in, in June, right? They're not going to make a new hire for a head football position without an athletic director. That's number one. Number two, the dude's 56 and seven in five years here. Yes. He's one and three versus that team up North. You play in 2020, he's two and three. Okay. So that's just a fact. You still have an opportunity to go to the college football playoff. Um, you go back and you look at even Urban's reign, you know, at Ohio State. The thing that sets him apart, obviously, he was seven to zero, right? Um, he won three Big Tens. Ryan has won two. You know, you look at those seasons. Um, you know, you lost to Iowa. You lost to Purdue. Ryan hasn't lost to the Iowas and the Purdues of the big 10, right? He's beaten them all. Yep. You know, the one that he hasn't has been Michigan. So that team up North, but that being said, very similar. Um, you know, urban was 83 and nine, Ryan sitting at 56 and seven. So over the next two years that could be equated or even better. Um, once he gets to that seventh year. So, so, I mean, he's right on par, like, who else are you going to get? And people are like, throw out other names. Like, you're not getting Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's running the Titans right now. That's what he's doing. And he's a consummate pro, you know, fixing his second year at, at Wisconsin. I mean, like, who are you going to get? You know, you say the guy from Oregon, does he want to come to Ohio? Like, no, Ryan's the guy. Yeah. They have great continuity on staff. They're recruiting at an elite level. It's just, what do we got to go do to win this game. We saw him make the switch and go get Jim Knowles. That was needed because our defense wasn't up to the standard. So then what areas are lacking in the standard? You know, so we got to go address those. That's on him. I feel that he can get that done and he's going to have another year to do it. And I think he wants to stay and be here to accomplish the mission. Right. It'll be interesting Schlegs, to see how many other guys on the roster take that challenge on as well because if you look at there was a lot of conversation last week guys like marvin and Emeka and juniors who had not won in the game they still haven't you know if you don't have a surefire first round grade i think it'll be really interesting to see how many guys decide to stick around and flip it because really that's what happened 
on the other side of the rivalry in 2021, a lot of guys, a lot of seniors who said, I'm not leaving until this is right. I think that that's going to tell a lot in December from Ohio State and what that brotherhood is like and and the investment of those guys to get it flipped. There's a lot of really interesting decisions there. Yeah, I think you got to look at it as if they do decide to leave, you can't look at it, and people will, that they didn't want to finish the mission of beating that team up north. So you can't. Like, they got to go make a business decision, and part of that, um, this will be in consideration. Okay? So you can't say, well, they didn't want to. I just want to, like, put that out there. The kid has a high – if the kid has a high grade, like – you know, they got, they, they're going to go, you know? And so you can't just say, well, he, he's leaving because he's not tough and he doesn't want to compete and he doesn't want to beat them. Like, just get that out of your deal. Right. So, but I do think that's also where the con, like all of that is being in, 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 taken into consideration. That's also where the transfer portal has to be taken into consideration. There's so many moving parts now with the portal NIL um, recruiting that, are like it's just a fine balance as to what do you need to bring in mm-hmm. what do you need to develop from within right to also continue the continuity of the brotherhood and and it, and it has to be very very um intentional if you do bring kids in that they automatic that they understand what they're coming into and indoctrinating them quickly and i will say this that's also where mick is at his finest you know and if you look at this season um, you know, relatively healthy. Like you can't, you, you like you can't put on the strength and conditioning program, AC joints and knees and things of that nature that happen in a physical, violent con- collision sport of football. I thought our guys were healthy at the end of the year, man. I thought our guys were were ready physically to go out there and play. Uh, Mick, in that indoctrination of what is needed, this is where he and Ryan will sit down and like. What did we lack in 23? What needs to be that emphasis going into 24 that we can then bring in that verbiage, that language to drive the change necessary to go beat them? Because if you beat them, they are now the standard in the Big Ten because they've won it potentially for the last three years. They still got to go play Iowa. Um, I think that they will because Iowa's offense is <laughs> – is just Iowa's yeah. offense, but they still won 10 games. Why? Because they played great defense. So, you know, I, I just think that, that that's where Mick is at his best, but it also is that fine balance as to what are the voids? What do we need to get? Who do we get? Who do we have? There you go. Right. So 2024 is going to look very different. I hope that some guys that don't have that grade decide to stay because I think that when they taste that victory, it's something that they will hang their hat on for the rest of your lives. And I mean, I, I know that um, when you go back and I look at my career or former players look at the career, they look at what they did in that game. Yeah. You know, it's just something that's very special and unique. Well, there's still a chance for all of them to play a playoff game in 2023. We'll find out on Saturday if Ohio state gets the help they need. Uh, and then we'll break down the destination on Sunday on the podcast. And maybe we'll get Schlegs to come back and talk about it next Thursday on the podcast daily. That's when I need the most juice. Once I get to Thursday, week, the weekend is almost there. You can almost taste it. You just get fired up at the end of the week. Anyway, I appreciate Anthony Schlegel. He's the best. Thanks for joining Schlegs. I'm Austin Ward. Absolutely. This is the podcast daily. We'll talk to y'all later.